Okay. Well, now I'm anxious, so when I start, I'm always anxious. I'm always like, why am I, why am I doing this? Especially I haven't done it in a long time. This camera's out of battery. I don't know why, but it's already out of battery. I do know the first thing I want to talk about is the misery of being pretentious, is what I think is something I've been thinking about. And when I say this, I also want to say every like every every uh, bad aspect that you recognize in someone else is something that you recognize in yourself. I believe that's true. Some people probably don't agree, but I've realized I really believe that because there was a long time where I was like, well, it points out some other flaw potentially in yourself that you're seeing. Maybe not that specific flaw, but now I'm on the tip that I believe it takes one to know one. It takes it takes you being able to empathize whether it's like a bad driver you're in traffic and some guy cuts you off or something and you recognize you're like oh i do that though and that's why it frustrates you because you need to look at that person i always say you need to respect a good grift so you always need to see that like oh someone cuts you off in traffic someone goes way down and then merges in the right lane when the right lane is shutting down so they cut in the line when you see that a lot of times you get frustrated because you know you didn't have the courage to do it so what i want to talk about is being pretentious i used to make fun of people for maybe like liking uh, Marvel movies because I liked to think I was more intelligent than people who liked Marvel movies. I wanted I wanted people to know I had higher taste. I was more I was more refined. I was more sophisticated and I liked movies that they didn't like. And because they liked uh, Fast and the Furious, because they liked Marvel movies, I was therefore smarter than them, better than them more intelligent than them, which was not true. So I've been thinking about this lately. Enjoy what you enjoy. If someone has a reaction, like a negative reaction, wants you to feel bad about something that you enjoy, it has nothing to do with them. Why would they care? Why would they be affected? The only reason they're doing it is so that they can tear you down to make themselves seem better. Because I was saying this to my friend, when you tear someone down, you have this inclination to tear someone down, to make them feel bad, to shame them, to make them feel guilty, to be like, oh, you do that? Well, I do this. I do this thing. I watch, you know, I watch Fellini movies, and let me tell you how great this Fellini movie is. You attempting to tear someone else down and say, oh, you watch Marvel movies? How stupid are those? Those are for dummies. Those are for idiots. Oh, you watch 90 Day Fiance. You're an idiot. I'm a smarty pants. I'm a real smart guy. I'm better than you. I know more than you. I have better taste than you. It's them tearing you down. And the only reason you tear someone down is to give yourself the illusion that you are now higher. You are now further up. You are now doing more. You are now better than that person because you've brought them down. If you can make them feel worse about who they are, you therefore, for a moment, think you've gotten higher. But in reality, you haven't gotten higher. You haven't elevated your position. All you've done is tear down the other person. So by the optics, it looks like you did move. It looks like you did make progress in your life. It, like, it makes it look like, oh, I did move higher. I did elevate myself. But in reality, you didn't elevate yourself. You tear, you tore someone else down. So you stayed here. You and then you tear that person down. You tore that person down. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not good at talking. But you tore that person down, and now they're even lower. And you seem to have gotten higher, but you didn't. You stayed the same. You stayed. What did you do to better yourself? You did nothing. All you did was tear someone else down and uh, made them feel worse. And therefore, you looking at them and their lower sense of self-worth makes your self-worth seem higher. So what's the point? Why do that? And I've realized that now. 
Because I did do that. I had so many things where I would try anything, any sort of knowledge or being smart or try to posture myself in this way that make myself seem smart and even needing other people to feel dumb in order for me to feel smart is very important to me. So I'm thinking about the pretentiousness of having good taste and having, oh, I have good taste. I have, I know what good art is. I know what objectivity is for high quality expression. Do you? You don't. What is it? And I was saying this to my buddy, Zach. Good art, you can't, there is, art is subjective. You may like it, you may not like it, it may speak to you. You may emotionally connect with a piece of art, a movie, a song, and someone else may not. It's subjective, it's totally up to you, and if you like it, you like it, and that's yours to like or not like or to dislike. It's no one else's, so if you connect with Tom Petty, personally, I don't get Tom Petty. I don't really like any of his music, but I know a lot of people that love Tom Petty, and they listen to his music and they cry, they weep. When Tom Petty died, they cried. They were in tears because of how much Tom Petty and his music meant to them. Um, I don't have to understand that, and that doesn't make their experience any less, uh, any more or less impactful, the fact that I don't understand. I can look at that and say, hey, very. I'm glad that you had, you were able to experience this very intense emotional connection to Refugee. I'm glad, that's a that's cool. When I hear that song, it does nothing for me. I, um, I would probably rather sit in my car in silence than listen to Tom Petty's Refugee. Does that mean it's a bad song? No, doesn't mean it's a good song, not necessarily, but what is good is someone listened to it and really enjoyed it and gave them a joyous, uh, joyous, yeah, a joyous experience. And that's cool. That's net positive. I don't need to attack someone else's joyous experience of them listening to Tom Petty in their car crying by me saying, I don't need to prove to myself that I don't like Tom Petty by trying to convince someone else that they don't like Tom Petty. Why would I do that? So I've been thinking about that. I believe there are people... I think about PBR, the branding of PBR, the association of PBR, and maybe this was better example back in 2010, but PBR, I don't think it tastes very good, okay? And I would, I would, I would bet, I can't say, but I bet there are a lot of people back in 2010 that drank PBRs because they wanted to be associated with PBRs. I like the aesthetic of PBR. Pabst Blue Ribbon, it looks cool. Gran Torino. Clint Eastwood drinking a PBR. There's something old school about it. There's something nostalgic. There's something blue collar. There's a context to it that is cool. And I have a feeling there are a lot of people who drank PBRs in Brooklyn in 2010, not because they enjoyed the taste, but because they wanted to be associated with whatever that was. There were probably a lot of people that wore a lot of vintage, flea-baggy, mothball-smelling clothing, not because it was comfortable or it was something they wanted to do, but because they wanted to be associated with an idea, which is fine, which is fine. I think that's what fashion is, but I think there are a lot of people that drank PBR. Let's stick with PBR. They drank PBR not because they liked the taste. They weren't looking forward to drinking PBR, but they did it because they wanted to hold the can and they wanted to you to know that they enjoyed it. So this is the example I was thinking of. It's the person who has a shame around not enjoying PBR, but drinks PBR. So much to the point that they won't even, let's say they what they really enjoy is Mike's Hard Lemonade. Sugar-free Mike's Hard Lemonade. They really enjoy it and also doesn't have a lot of calories, all right? It's like a really nice taste. This person's me. This person's me. 
I guess, in a lot of ways. But they, they will not let themselves buy PBR, even in the privacy of their own home. Even in the privacy of their own home, they'll watch Fellini movies, and they won't watch uh, 90 Day Fiance. They won't watch 90 Day Fiance. They won't watch Bar Rescue. They won't watch, uh, you know, My 600 Pound Life. They won't watch this, and they won't drink Mike's Hard Lemonade, even in the privacy of their own home, when no one is around, when no one is watching. They will not even be themselves because of the guilt associated with the fact that they are being phony. And they are trying to... This is the weird thing. We lie to ourselves so much. They will drink PBR and watch a Federico Fellini movie. Not because they're going to enjoy it. Because they're tr still trying to convince themselves that this is the type of person that they are. Isn't that bizarre? It's, but it's, it's, it's so subconscious. So they're drinking this PBR, watching a movie that they don't even understand the language. They're not keeping up with the subtitles. They're very confused. When really what they would like to do is be drinking a Truly Lemonade and watching 90 Day Fiance passively while browsing Facebook. So that is who they are. That is truly what they want to do. Um, but I also do understand the aspect of someone saying, you know what, what I would really like to do is drink fruity patootie alcohol and watch 90 day fiance passively while i browse you know shoes on ebay or something like that maybe that's what they want to do but maybe they say yes that is that is my compulsion but i think i can i think there's merit in maybe drinking a fancy wine learning to appreciate wine and appreciate this like Criterion Collection movie. If they say, you know what, my inclination is to watch this or that, because I really do enjoy that. I really like it. It's it's a lot of fun, but I don't think it's overall good for me. I think there is a short-term gratification that is happening that is ultimately making me a worse person and I can expand my fulfillment in life if I can learn to appreciate good wine and Criterion movies. If I can watch Citizen Kane and appreciate it and, and and understand it and open up a new part of my brain that didn't previously exist. That's different. That's someone saying, I'm going to be honest with you. I am not a sophisticated person, but I would like to be because I think there is merit in it. Um, and I don't judge anyone for what they enjoy. I don't judge anyone for what they enjoy. That's their business. It's none of my business. But I am striving to be this type of person and I'm going to try. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll give up. Maybe I'll quit and I'll just watch 90 Day Fiance and drink whatever, drink, you know, Smirnoff Ice for the rest of my life. Maybe I will. But for now, I'm going to try to improve myself. I'm going to try to be better in my own opinion. But I think the uh, the curse of pretentiousness to try to enjoy something that you'd rather be associated with rather than actually enjoy is cursed. So reading, uh, like, I don't know, I don't want to shit on anyone's taste, but reading like Kierkegaard or something like that and bringing it up in conversation because you need people to know who you are and the type of person you are and how that is better than what they are is scary. To do things that you wouldn't normally do to present yourself to people in a way that you think is favorable or that they will think higher of you is not going to do you any good, personally. Because I've done that. I know I've done that. I'll admit that. It's embarrassing. I'm like, 
I think everyone has, but I'm not going to speak for all of everyone that's going to watch this, but I think we all do that to a degree. We all want people to know I'm well-traveled or whatever. People will think whatever they think of you. Just be who you are, be true to yourself, and be honest, and people will get to know the real you. That way you don't have to fake who you are. Because faking who you are, pretending you're something you're not, covering your insecurities by pretending that you have motivations, thoughts, and feelings that you don't really have, is going to be exhausting and it's no way to live. It's not. I think you should give up. In that sense, I think you should give up on that. I think there's a lot of things that people truly need to just quit on. There's a lot of things they hold on to, things that they would like to be, different ways that they associate with their identity that is killing them. It's killing them because it's not true. They haven't accepted some part of their personality, some part of their psyche that is not necessarily flawed, but it's not necessarily favorable in the eyes of society. Uh, um, so quit. Be honest with yourself. The people that love you will love you. You know why? Because you're good. Because you're good. Which I think we have a hard time believing. I think we have a hard time believing that we are good. So we spend a lot of time trying to tear other people down, especially morally, I believe. I think morally, and uh, we try to take an ethical high ground on most people to let them know that, hey, I am better than you morally, so don't attack me. So oftentimes when you get attacked, if you say something that maybe someone interprets as, I don't know, transphobic, seems topical, uh, they may attack you, they may say you're a bigot, and they may emotionally attack you and try to make you feel bad for whatever the thing was you just said. If they really wanted to change you and make you better, the way they would present it is not in an attack, not in a way that attacks your character or whatever your moral fiber is or the way you see the world, the ethical code, but what they would do is they would say, hey, let me present you with a idea that might make you change your mind about the way you tell that story that I found a little bit insensitive and has potential to hurt people. That's what they would say. They would say, hey, I know if I attack your character, you're going to get defensive because you're a human being. You're a human being and that's what human beings do. So I know that's what's going to happen. But if you really want to change a person, you really want to make them better, just present a different idea to them in a way that doesn't attack them as a person. If you come at them from the angle of, hey, you know what? I understand why you have that feeling. I understand where you're coming from. It's totally, it's totally understandable. It's a human feeling. I've had that feeling before too, but let me present you with this idea. Let me present you with this idea. Take it. I'm not saying my idea is right. I'm not saying my idea is wrong. And honestly, I'm saying your idea is understandable. There's a large part that I do understand, but let me present you with a new idea. I will present you with this new idea that isn't necessarily right, isn't necessarily wrong, but allow me to present it to you. So I, I've been thinking about that. Um, sincerity, just be sincere. Because I was talking with a friend yesterday and you know, we were talking about transphobia, racism, and these ideas we have in our head, which we do have a lot of these ideas that, like, we have these intrusive thoughts that are a lot of times, like, bigotry or, you know, hatred towards a certain group, whether it's the left, whether it's the right, whether it's a race, whether it's people that, you know, anti-cop, pro-cop, whatever reaction you have, you have an emotional reaction, it's 
probably something to do with your own shit. That's something to figure out. You know, if it triggers you in a negative way, I think it's something to work on. That's how I live my life. I let my negative emotions guide me into knowing, hey, I don't want to feel negative. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to have, I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be anxious. And I don't want to be mad. So what can I do to not have these emotions? What can I do to change this? What can I do to not have these feelings? Um, and if it's something outside of me, if it's other people, if I'm looking at other people and I'm like, they're the problem, they're why I'm mad, I can't do anything about that. I can't change other people. Um, but the good thing is, it never really had anything to do with the other people. If I'm frustrated, if I'm sad, if I'm anxious, it's because there's something internal with me that I'm not accepting. Once I accept a certain fact, once I accept a certain idea, becomes a lot easier. Once I accept the fact that I'm a little lazy, once I accept the fact that I'm a little insecure, once I accept the fact that I'm not as smart as I would like people to think I am, once I get there and I know, okay, well, I can, I can, I can, I can work harder. That's in my control. Now I have peace. Now I know things outside of my control, that's what's gonna frustrate you, is things outside of your control that you can't control that frustrate you. When you look at things outside of your control and they get and you get mad about them, you can't do anything about them. Those are, you can't help the way someone feels, you can't help the way someone else acts, you can't help nature, you can't help that it's a rainy day. But the reason you're upset is something that is within your control, I believe that. Or is within my control, I shouldn't speak for you, because um, that's kind of defeats the purpose, but, that's what I've noticed. You do have these reactions, so try to figure that out. Because when I get, when my character gets attacked, I get a defensive, and the first thing I want to do is I want to attack the other person. I want to make, I'm like, you made me feel bad, you made me feel guilty, you manipulated me. Oh, buddy, you wait, you wait, I'm gonna make you feel like shit, you know? That's what it is. I'm not gonna feel like shit because I'm gonna make you feel even worse. I'm still gonna feel like shit because you made me feel like shit, but I'm gonna make you feel worse and that's gonna be alleviating the pain I feel because it doesn't work that way, it doesn't. But it's okay though because it is a natural response. So when you do get worked up, when you do get angry, when someone does attack your character, take a beat. Take a beat, understand where they're coming from. Because in reality, a lot of times we do know where they're coming from. If you have some sort of position on, uh, I think, um, I mean the real like, or like the Ukraine or something. I think the real interesting thing is we don't, no one could really possibly know everything that's going on over there. I've done some reading, I've done some research, but I'm not entirely sure what it's all about. And I got a feeling it's very difficult to understand. I'm sure there's an overall, you know, 30 second description of what's actually happening and why people are doing what they're doing, why Putin's doing what they're doing, but people are gonna have arguments. People are gonna end up on different sides, right? And I think a lot of times the side you end up on, let's say you don't have family over there, um, and to be honest, I think people are a lot less passionate about what's going on over there right now because it's not in the news so much. It's not the thing to take a side on, right? Um, which is very bizarre. Uh, I think that is also the real strange thing is like we are all very passionate about Ukraine and Russia and saving Ukraine and then Chris Rock gets hit by Will Smith and that's the new thing that we uh, need to have a stance on and we need to argue about. I'm not judging people for having, you know, being passionate about that um, or weighing in on it or anything, but I think it's important to recognize the fact that we have a very passionate stance on a lot of different subjects momentarily and they quickly 
uh, they occupy space in our brain very quickly and then those things go away very quickly so i think that's an important thing to recognize the fact that maybe we aren't as passionate about that subject as we thought we were maybe our opinion maybe the way we feel about it is far more attached to our ego than it is our actual concern for the well-being of ukrainian people i think because you can't worry about everyone. How many days have I worried about the Ukraine? How many days have I worried about, you know, bombing and people trying to keep their country's sovereignty this week? Not very many. Does that mean I'm bad? It means I'm a bad person? Do sometimes I worry about uh, the Ukraine? The only reason I really worry about the conflict is because the price of gas is getting more expensive and I hope it gets resolved so I don't have to pay as much for gas. Is that a shitty thing to say? Yeah. But is that in my brain? Yes. I have to reckon with that. I have to, you know, I have to, I don't think I'm a bad person, but that's definitely a thought I've had, you know, um, where I really want this to get resolved, not because there are literally people dying innocently and senselessly, but it doesn't, I don't see it, so I don't get concerned about it. And this is natural, I think, unless I'm the only one, unless everyone on the block, everyone, all my friends are just thinking about the Ukraine constantly and everyone that's needlessly suffering. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they are, but I don't think they are. And I don't think it's natural to empathize with the entire world at all the, all the time. Um, it's too difficult. So I think if you get preoccupied and you start thinking about other things that aren't relevant to human genocide, I think that's okay. And I don't think you should beat yourself up about it. You can't care about, can't care about everything. Um, and you don't care about everything, but you probably care about a couple things. So focus on those things. Focus on the things you do care about. Have your principles um, and you know, learn to love the people that you love. Try to expel any sort of hatred or negative energy and try to figure out where that comes from. But you can't care about everyone and you can't expect everyone to care about everyone, nor can you expect everyone to care about your situation. Um, and that's even like for your family, your loved ones, the people that are closest to you can't give you endless emotional or financial support. You got to take care of it on your own, but at times you got to lean on people. So don't abuse it. Is that right? This cat will just stay put. It's insane. It's crazy. <laughs>